Rail travel is a big part of the push to cut society's carbon emissions. Lots of us are already taking trains instead of short air journeys. If the train runs on electricity, the emissions savings is even bigger. But what does it take to convert a country's rail system to electricity? Denmark's national rail company is switching from diesel to electric. The shift is backed by big loans from the Nordic Investment Bank, which is owned by the Nordic and Baltic states, and the European Investment Bank, whose owners are the 27 EU member states. I talked to Soren Hovgaard, who covers Denmark for the Nordic Investment Bank, about the impact of electrified railways, not just on train travel, but on society in general, and also on the time it takes to get a deal like this done. So, Soren, the first thing to say is, this company has a, it, it's DSB, but what does that stand for? It's Danske Staatsbahner. How do we say That's that? That's correct. In, so in, it's a Dane state, state Railways. Oh, it's a great name. This, these projects that we're talking about are to replace diesel, uh, diesel engines with electric engines. Why is that important? Well, I guess there's several reasons. So it's it's diesel and diesel electric that that are being replaced, uh, and uh, um, I guess there, there are several reasons. One is is the uh, need to trans transition to uh, to uh, to a lower uh, carbon world, and but there are also some efficiencies and 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 also custom some customer uh, value proposition reasons for changing to 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 new uh, uh, drivetrains and also to uh, new locom locomotives and also to new carriages. So, so there are actually several reasons for, for this. Well, that's the idea behind going to electric is that we save on carbon emissions. Do yes. we have a, do we have an idea of of, of how much uh, the Danish state railway plans on cutting its emissions with with this this change that we're talking about? Yeah, we 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 have sort of an idea that this would reduce uh, CO two emissions by some seventeen thousand tons a year when implemented. Uh, and I just checked, uh, and act actually, it seems that all the new locomotives have been phased in. So so that saving should be actually um, you know in place, if you will, um, as as we speak. So it's so that's now. a little bit faster than than expected. I think there was. They were expected to be phased in uh, over a, a period of time, but as I, it seems that the at least the, the ones that we have financed have actually been put into operation, so they're operational. Fantastic. Well, that leads me to another question, which is, you know, here on the Climate Solutions podcast, we're always talking about interesting projects and so on. We're never really looking at how difficult is it and how long does it take to get these things done. So, you know, the Nordic Investment Bank like the European Investment Bank, financed this from, from the moment that the, the Danish State Railway starts to think about making this change to the moment when people are actually being pulled along by these trains. How long is that and what does it really involve? Well, I guess that's a very good question. And I think it's sort of, a, depending on, you, on how you look at it, the, the actual sort of Putting on tracks of the new uh, trains is is perhaps the shortest, uh, you know, shortest duration element of this implementation. I think the longest and what takes a long time is is the political decision making, uh, getting all the permits in place, uh, because in Denmark there there's 
as this is being implemented, there is also a need to uh, to put up uh, electric uh, electrification along the tracks. So, so that's a, a fairly substantial infrastructure project that has to be in place prior to actually uh, commissioning the the actual trains. So, I, I would say this would this is something that it would take say five to ten years uh, um, from from initial sort of discussions and, and to to actually actually have a full implementation of of the new uh, of the new mode of transportation. So, it's a it's a really big change uh, in Denmark where. Uh, we've in the past 150 years have had uh, diesel and diesel electric trains uh, over the longer distances, but now have committed to fully uh, go electric. Go uh, go electric. So five to ten years that really puts into perspective uh, the the deadlines that we have for becoming uh, carbon neutral and so on. What's the deadline for for Denmark, or what's the target, let's say, for Denmark to become net? Carbon neutral. Well, we have a we have a 2030 deadline and a sort of a, a goal, and then we also have a 2050 goal. So, so for for Denmark, Denmark it's 2030. That's sort of the most politically operational uh, of the goals, and then there's a further goal of a complete carbon neutrality, which is later on. But 2030 uh, is, is is the main target. So these are not things that you can put off to 2029, because no, you're right. it's going to be five and, and, or ten years. Absolutely, yeah. and that's that's actually a, a sort of very sort of current topic in in Denmark and other countries. That in order to to get this uh, get get this uh, transition going, there's a need to uh, to I guess to speed up uh, some of the processes uh, and and some of the processes that I need that are needed to to have you know perhaps. Um, different way of looking at them are, you know, are some of the uh, environmental approval processes, which which can take a long time, and also getting local permits and so forth. So, so the actual sort of physical implementation of projects um, can be can be sped up, you know. In that's that's a question of applying enough resources, but the but the initial planning phases and the approvals and, and the certifications and so forth, that's something that. I think there's room for improvement, not only in Denmark, but in other countries. You mentioned there the resources that are involved. This kind of thing doesn't come cheap, these big infrastructure projects. How important do you think it is that uh, multilateral banks like the Nordic Investment Bank, the European Investment Bank, are involved in these kinds of things? How important is their role? I think that's, that, uh, those institutions like EIB and, and NIB play a significant role because we are able as institutions to provide longer term financing. And that's one thing. And also we, we do have a credibility in providing uh, uh, advice on how best to implement the changes that people are looking for. So I think it's it's, it's both the financing, but also it's also sort of the values that, that we bring to the table. One of the things that I'm interested in is to look beyond the savings in terms of emissions and so on of, of one particular project and say, how does it affect other aspects of society? So what I wanted to ask you, how important is the railway in that if you make the railway electric, there are that has an impact on the, you know, the emissions records of 
the people who supply the railways or the people who use the things that get carried on railways in freight and so on. So yes. how far how far reaching is this project really? Yeah. So without going into sort of the technical details, what people talk sometimes talk about are the scope one, two, and three emissions. And and of course what what you have is what's typically is scope one is that so if we if if one transitions from diesel electric to electric locomotives, that's that's an improvement in scope one. But the further uh, improvements are on, on the on the other sort of dimensions without it going into the technical details. But there's also some other um, ramifications. So um, there's a there's a wider EU uh, effort in linking uh, various regions of, of Europe uh, uh, on a sustainable trans transportation system or infrastructure, if you will. And and you can see the uh, the electrification of Danish uh, rail. Roads and 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 the rolling stock as part of a of the of a, of a larger plan, uh, and and so so this is part of um, tying together say uh, the, the Nordic countries to to uh, to to a continental Europe, and uh, there's a large uh, tunnel uh, project between Denmark and Germany being currently being constructed, and that ties in with the. Uh, with the transition to electrification on the Danish railways, so that you could, in when when the when the new tunnel is completed in 2030 maybe, uh, you can you could in principle go electric from Stockholm down in, into to southern Europe, and and so so there's a there's some further ramifications uh, beyond the uh, the pure CO2 uh, potential reductions. Does this also have a, a a business advantage in the sense that, uh, let's say you're a company and you want to move freight from A to B, you could put it on trucks, which are all run on diesel, or you could put it on this train, which is electric. And then if you put it on the train, then you as a company are emitting less as well. Is, it, is that how it works? Absolutely. And and if you just look at the at the way freight is, is or goods are transported, 90% is approximately is, is by ship and, and and rail is actually quite a small percentage currently so so one of the um rationales for for going electric on the train is also to make it more attractive for businesses as you say to move uh, goods on trains rather than say trucks and 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 or shipping so and that would you know when 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 we have the link uh, in Denmark between uh Germany and that's a tunnel between Germany and Denmark. You could, you could, you could, and and that's a huge potential for businesses to put their goods on trains, if you will, and transport, uh, you know, um, uh, across Europe rather than going on on trucks. So that's a that that has a major, and so scope two and scope three, if you will, uh, potential uh, uh, up and, and above the sort of the local emissions in Denmark. I gather that the, the Danish State Railway has about 195 million passengers a year, uh, which is all the people in Denmark many times over, I guess. Yeah. But uh, but are they expecting that, that this is going to increase? Because right now we have a lot of people saying, instead of taking short haul flights, you should be going on a train. Um, is that going to be more? And um, as they increase that number, um, how important is it 
for ordinary passengers to know that they're traveling on an electric train? Yeah, those are good questions. And I think I mentioned up, you know, up front that so one, one of the rationales for doing this is, is exactly consumer preferences. So consumers are increasingly looking to 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 their uh, to their footprint as well. Uh, so there's no doubt that you know uh, there's little doubt that if you have a choice, you would you would probably like to go electric rather than going a diesel. So that's just on on the on the diesel to electric. And also further, uh, if you make the trains electric and you have a higher um, more trains are going in higher frequencies, you know that mode of transportation would also become more attractive, say, versus, say, a, a flight or, or, or driving yourself. So it's all about making a customer value proposition that is more attractive and thereby attracting more passengers. And certainly uh, DSP expects uh, that more passengers will, will choose to go by train due to this new improvement in, in, in the service. Fantastic. Well, Soren, uh, some years ago I was on uh, uh, one of well, one of the DSB trains going from Copenhagen to Horsens to a, a literary festival in a prison there, and yeah. it was uh, it was a fantastic train even then. So I'm sure it's going to be even better now. And so thank you for working on the project. Sure, no problem. You're welcome. And and thanks for joining us on Climate Solutions. My pleasure. Thank you. We're reporting on a new climate project every week on Climate Solutions. They're all different, but each of them will make you look at the solutions to climate change in a new way. Subscribe so you don't miss any of them. Listen to the previous seasons of Climate Solutions too. We've got a series on the innovations that are going to save us from climate disaster and another on how green finance is going to help pay for it all. Thanks for listening to Climate Solutions from the European Investment Bank.